Hello, and welcome to the first installment of Exploring the Unearthed Arcana with the Metabirds, where we talk about playtest material from the world's best role-playing game, Dungeons & Dragons. Today we're taking a look at the new Ranger subclass, Draken Warden. My name is Austin Kessler, and with me today is Jesse Browning. Jesse, please describe what Drake Warden is. Drake Warden is basically um, a ranger who has used their magical connection with nature to form an enduring bond with a minor dragon, also known as the Drake, which is basically a dragon but with no wings. Yeah, so it's kind of almost like a Beastmaster, except instead of just like a bear or any other kind of like random animal, you get a Drake. Yeah, cool. pretty much. Yeah, it's really cool. So, uh, in the Unearthed Arcana, it says that uh, you can have a couple other uh, origins, mainly for backstory purposes, but it does have a uh, quick little table for us. Uh, can you give us a quick kind of run-through of that? Sure. Um, some of the uh, origins are you studied a dragon's scale or claw, or a trinket from its hoard, and created your bond through the token's lingering draconic magic. A circuit or... A secret order of rangers who collect and guard draconic lore taught you their ways. A true dragon gave you a drake egg to care for when it hatched it bond the drake bonded with you. You drank a few drops of dragon blood forever infusing your nature magic with draconic power. An ancient draconic inscription on a standing stone empowered you when you read it aloud. Or you had a vivid dream of a mysterious man accompanied by seven yellow canaries who warned you of impending doom. When you awoke your drake was there watching you. I really like the uh, specifics of seven yellow canaries. Mm -hmm. It's just straight up there. I mean, you can also create your own cool little uh, backstory and how you got it as well. You're not limited to that. Oh, yeah. But it does have a couple of uh, cool ideas, especially just finding uh, a dying dragon and taking uh, and drinking its blood. So that's really fun. Uh, so let's go over, I guess, a quick little recap of its features that you can get from taking a subclass. Alright, so um, the first feature you get at third level is the Draconic Gift. If you cannot already, you learn to speak, read, and write Draconic, which is a exotic language in the realm of D&D. You learn also learn the Thaumaturgy Cantrip, which is classified as a ranger spell for you. Cool, so it gives you a, a good couple of uh, things that you uh, wouldn't normally take as a normal adventurer, especially uh, Thaumaturgy is a good cantrip to take normally, mm -hmm. but I mean, if you're going to get it for free, you can then fill up another slot. Exactly, yeah. The next um, feature you gain at third level is a Drake Companion, which is which a stat block is supplied for us. Um, its armor class is 14, plus your proficiency bonus, so starting at third level, your proficiency bonus is plus two, so it's going to be a 16 armor class. Um, a speed of 40, has 5 hit points, plus 5 times your ranger level, so 5 plus 5 times 3, 20 hit points. Yeah, so it's constantly leveling up with you, which is one of the cooler things that uh, Wizards of the West Coast is doing now. Mm -hmm. um, even with their circle of uh, the fire with the new druid that, uh, subclass coming out in Tasha's, uh, you can use your bonus action to control your companion rather than your action as it was with the Beastmaster. So mm -hmm. it seems like this is a, a more leveled up version of uh, what the Beastmaster was, which I think they're moving the Ranger in the right direction with these next coming books. Oh, which yeah. Which is something really cool that uh, we should keep an eye out for. Oh, yeah. Considering Ranger has been 
historically in the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons, been a very underpowered and lackluster class. It's uh, it's very interesting to see how one of the, the most famous characters of Dungeons & Dragons is Drizzt, and he is a ranger, and mm-hmm. a Beastmaster ranger at that. So it's very interesting to see how one of the most least powerful classes is one of the most powerful uh, characters in Dungeons & Dragons lore. Oh yeah, definitely. Back to talking about our features, we have Bond of Fang and Scale. You gain resistance to the damage type chosen for the Drake's Draconic Essence. The Draconic Essence being fire, cold, lightning, acid, or poison. So you will gain resistance to one of those damage types. You can also choose one of the following. The drake gains a swimming speed of 40 feet and can breathe both air and water, or the drake grows, grows wings and basically becomes a pseudo-true dragon. So it's a, it would be a, a pseudo-dragon um, at that point, but a very large uh, pseudo-dragon. Pretty much. I believe these are... They're small, so it's just it's a, it's a step up above from a pseudo-dragon and it actually has its uh, breath attack. Which is awesome because most most drakes in D and D lore for like dragons and things are, I believe, medium or large. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very fun to have a uh, a small drake companion with you that can just sit on your shoulder and breathe fire. Oh yeah. Um, the drake's bite attack will also deal an extra D six of damage of the type chosen for its draconic essence. Nice. So, like I said before, fire, cold, lightning, poison, or acid. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'm thinking about here, uh, whenever you summon it for the first time, you choose its essence, does that stay with it, or you can can you change it every time you summon it? That is a great question. I'm not quite sure. I think we'll find out more when, uh, if and when Drake Warden comes out. That's very true. Um, that would be, I think, if we can't find it written in the rules uh, up to the DM discretion. Mm-hmm. Awesome. At 11th level for features, you gain the Drake's Breath. Choose Acid, Cold, Fire, Lightning, or Poison damage. Each creature in a cone must make a Dexterity saving throw against your spell save DC, taking 6d6 damage on a failed save or half as much on damage on a successful one. That's pretty That's pretty overpowered considering that's almost the uh, damage of a fireball. That is almost the damage of a fireball, except... Uh, further on down, uh, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest. That's true. So it is very much a... Limited. Yes, at limited, um, breath attack. It's almost as if, like, a dragonborn were to have, uh, this high of a level and use its breath attack. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not overly powerful, and it does go to 86 whenever they reach 15. Yeah. But then again, it is still only once per long rest. That's true. So I feel like... Yes. Oh, Never mind, unless you expend a spell slot of third level or higher to use it again. So it is very much a powered-up fireball at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At 15th level for um, our features, we have Perfected Bond. The drake will grow to a large size, so it becomes... It's quite a growth spurt from a small to large. Pretty much the size of a um, young dragon. Yeah. And especially if you take that... uh, that wings mm-hmm. feature, yep. then it, it's pretty much just a young dragon. I would, uh, being as a player, I would definitely pick the uh, the wings over the swimming speed, depending on the campaign setting. Oh, yeah. Uh, most people would like to rather fly, have a flying companion rather than one can, that can swim. Mm-hmm. If you are running a 
a sea campaign or anything where you are going to be in water a lot, yeah. that swimming speed is going to come in handy a lot. But the like the likelihood of that happening is... Most campaigns are mainly on land. Yeah. Yeah. So having a flying speed is going to be more apt than swimming. Um, the Drake's Bite Attack will also deal another 1d6 damage of the type chosen for its Draconic Essence for a total of 2d6 extra damage. When either you or the Drake takes damage while you're within 30 feet of each other, you can use your reaction to give yourself or the Drake resistance to that instance of damage. That is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's overly overpowered, but I wouldn't say that it's underpowered. Well, I say that would be kind of a... Um... A balanced the amount of damage your drake can do on your turn as well especially at that level of being a ranger you're gonna be dishing out a good bit of damage oh yeah yeah definitely. whereas the ranger typically eh, just didn't dish out a lot of damage so i feel yeah. like wizards is trying to make a more uh damage dealer kind of uh class which i'm really happy to see because i personally have Never played a ranger in 5th edition, so mm -hmm. I think if I ever get the chance, I'm going to be playing a Drake right. Warden. The one time I've ever actually played a ranger, I had to dip into Rogue, just so I can do a little bit more uh, mm -hmm. damage. There's a Gloomstalker, so he got that uh, surprise attack, as well as uh, Assassin Rogue. So he got a couple attacks in the very beginning, and then after that, he would stand in the back and try to pepper them with arrows, and it just wouldn't work out very well. Yeah. Alright, we will be right back after this break. All right, and welcome back, guys. Uh, we are going to be going over a quick little uh, breakdown of the Drake Warden to see if it is ready to be released or if it needs to be a little bit uh, more reworked. Um, so what we uh, have kind of talked about was more about the Drake's Breath and then the Perfected Bond. Uh, Jess, you want to talk a little bit on that? Yeah, sure. Um, the Drake's Breath, I think could use a reduction in damage just because ranger is more of a utility than anything mm -hmm. with its spells so being both a utility and a heavy damage dealer that's more of like a like a wizard or um sorcerer thing it, it does help to expand upon the uh amount of damage certain classes can do but I feel like it's just a little, it's not super overpowered, but it's like, there's that little twinge of it that's just right. like, the, eh. uh, traditionally the ranger is more of a utility kind of, uh, support class. Yeah. And then given that this does make it seem like you are able to deal more damage as a ranger, but it then is taking away that action from being able to be you any kind of like utility in the back it also eats up most of your uh spell slots as well because most people are gonna be like ooh, 86 for a third level or higher uh going above third level is not really that great of an idea because then you're using a fourth level for a 30 foot cone fireball yeah right um it also doesn't change uh, a cone or foot depending on the damage that you use mm -hmm. that's just kind of like a uh, a me thing Whereas if it was lightning, I would have liked it to be like a line. Just yeah. keeping it the same, and this way it's not confusing to people who have been playing for quite a while. Definitely, I agree. 
Also, um, with the perfected bond, the drake growing to a large size—that's quite a growth spurt for such a for a small creature. First off, and secondly, you could just be able—you could turn yourself into a dragon rider, pretty much. And exactly, that's the mobility sounds nice. Like that's a good that's a good concept, but I feel like in the long run, that could definitely like. It could be a very cool thing, but it can also be very game-breaking. Yeah. Um, growing to a medium size, I believe, would be a little bit more believable. If it um, grew to a medium size around the time of 7th level, and then at 15th it grew to large, that would seem like a more linear progression rather than just an exponential growth to large size overnight. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with that. As soon as you hit level 15, you're immediately a Gith Yankee Dragon Rider at that point. Pretty much, yeah. Um, the one thing that I do agree with is the uh, Bite Attack upgrade. I, I do agree, since you are level 15, you're going to be fighting harder things. So, uh, 2d6 of extra damage for, a, for the Drake's Bite Attack is mm -hmm. pretty useful. And then, its resistance to damage. I would honestly make it... To where it had a limit to how many times you could use that. Yeah. Because you're not a barbarian. Yeah. You're not, you're not meant to take half damage almost every time. It is only one instance of damage, but it still can make that fight for the DM go that much longer. Yeah. Um. So, in my opinion, I don't know about yours, Jesse. I wouldn't put this out just yet. I would rework it a couple of times. Maybe change uh, the speed of it. The fire or it's breath attack mm -hmm. and it's a uh, growing progression i believe those are my main uh complaints about it i can agree i can agree um other than the ones you've listed i really don't have any complaints okay uh i think that'll do it for us then uh we've come to the conclusion that it needs to be a little bit more reworked and probably put in play test for about uh, i would say Six months to a year before anything is officially released for it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, make sure to drink a health potion, and we will see you next long rest. Hey there. If you liked the episode, make sure to tune in for our next one, where we will be exploring the Genie Warlock Patron, its features, and if we believe it is overpowered or needs a rework. See you guys then.